Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome everyone to the Sports Spectrum podcast. I am Jason Romano. Great to have you joining us on the program today. As always, you can reach us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are found. All of our content, including a daily devotional, of course, can be found at sportspectrum.com, where you can subscribe to our magazine for an unbelievable price right now. $18 gets you a year's edition of the Sports Spectrum magazine, the quarterly magazine, including a bonus issue, plus a couple other special issues, four, five, six issues that you'll get for just $18 for the entire year. So go to sportspectrum.com and subscribe. I promise you it's a great magazine. You won't regret it. You will love the Sports Spectrum magazine. Subscribe today over at sportspectrum.com. Today's guest on the podcast is George Taylor. George is the CEO of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. That's right, the Rodeo Cowboys Association. Now, this is our first guest that has any affiliation or association with the rodeo. But as I said, and I've said many times on this podcast, we are sports spectrum, the spectrum of sports. And so that does not mean it's just NFL or baseball or basketball or hockey or golf. It is the spectrum of sports, everything in the sports world, sports entertainment, sports uh, affiliation with faith. That's really what it's about. And if you've heard this podcast and you've listened to enough of these guests on the podcast, you know that it isn't just about the big name athlete. It is literally about telling great stories on the intersection of sports and faith. And I received an email from a young lady probably about a month ago, maybe a couple months ago, and she was suggesting a guest for the podcast. And as I always mention here, you can suggest any guest you think uh, would be great for our podcast uh, on any level, and we'll consider it. And you can email that to jason at sportspectrum.com, jason at sportspectrum.com. And we're always looking for guest ideas, people that have great stories, high school coaches, kids, uh, different types of sports, you name it. We're open for it. And so George Taylor's name came across on this lady's email to me, uh, and George is the CEO of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. And he was just named that CEO uh, to that CEO position in January of 2018. And the Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association is the largest and oldest rodeo sanctioning body in the world. And so I just thought it would be fun to talk to George and just learn about the rodeo. You know, I'm a kid that grew up in the Northeast. There were no rodeos in my little town of Ravina, New York. There weren't. Uh, but uh, I, I'm fascinated by it, and I thought it would be interesting to kind of just learn about the rodeo. And really, there's a lot of people. I think George might have said this, uh, or I found it on the internet, but over 6 million people attend these rodeos uh, each year. 6 million people. So that's a lot of people, and there's a lot of interest, and it's it's very entertaining, I'm told, and very fam family-friendly, which is also cool. And there's a lot of connections to faith in the rodeo world. So that's what we talk about with George. So let's get to learn a little more about the rodeo here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast with George Taylor, the CEO of Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Take a listen. George, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Jason. Good to talk to you, George. Let's start from the from a very bare-boned, basic question of what exactly is the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Share with us that. 
Yeah, just at the highest level. Think about it a little bit like you think about uh, the PGA Tour. We're really a sanctioning body that uh, sanctions rodeos and structures them together. We have about 600 rodeos across the country uh, that you know over 5,000 uh, cowboys would compete in uh, a variety of events. And uh, we have a world championship that's held every December out in Las Vegas, 10 nights sold out at the Thomas and Mack Center, uh, where uh, Las Vegas really becomes a Western town. That's awesome. So t- walk us through what an event is like, kind of how it, I mean, maybe you don't even have the answer to this, but not necessarily how it's put on, but kind of what that atmosphere is like. I know the championship you just mentioned in December, I guess that will be coming up next month as this podcast airs, but just what is it like as they put on an event, I, I kind of compare it to, I don't know if it would be more like a WWE event wrestling wise, or if it's more like a, like a basketball or, a, you know, even a baseball game or a football game. Yeah, it's really, you know, a series of events where we have uh, the contestants doing different things, right? So, you know, broadly we have timed events, which, you know, would be uh, like tie down roping where, a guy is backed into a box on his horse, and then he chases a a uh, animal out and has a tie down event, if you will, to tie him down. And the speed at which he does that determines his score at the end of the day. And then the other side of it would be stuff we call we would call rough stock, which would be bronc riding, saddle bronc riding, uh, bareback riding, and bull riding. And that's you know kind of your eight second model where a guy tries to hang on for eight seconds, but the event itself, you know, the structure of it, you know, much like every one of our sports here in the country, you start off with a national anthem and, um, you know, the guys are getting ready. And then we run through that series of seven events. And another unique aspect of it is, uh, we have barrel racing, which would include women. So we're probably one of the few sports uh, that also has an uh, element where women are competing at the same time as the men. We're talking to George Taylor here. He's the CEO of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. And this is the spectrum of sports, as we like to say. You know, we're, in, we're intersecting sports and faith, but we're not just an NBA, NFL, M- MLB show. We want to kind of hear from all the different spectrums of sports, and certainly rodeo is on there as it's mentioned in the bio, George, that the PRCA is the largest and oldest rodeo sanctioning body in the world. Without giving dates and specifics, give us a sort of overview, maybe Rodeo 101 of the legacy of not only the association, but just of rodeo in general, because I grew up in the Northeast in New yeah. York and you know I'm not a rodeo guy. I've never experienced <laughs> rodeo, but it sounds amazing. It sounds like I'd have a blast doing it. Can you give us like a rodeo 101 tutorial on kind of where it originates, kind of how long it's been around, that type of thing. Yeah, it's been, you know, around a little over, and and people might argue this, 80 to 100 um, years-ish. You know, we we often like to say that it was America's first extreme sport. Uh, Today we have about 43 million people who would identify themselves as fans, and I think I mentioned earlier that, you know, we have six, 600 rodeos across the nation, most of them west of the Mississippi, quite frankly, yeah. as you said. Um, and we'll have 6 million people attend those events. And they can be from a small festival, you know, that 
uh, one of these small Western towns have put together, and they really almost serve uh, as a reunion for the town on an annual basis. To our largest, we just uh, we just were able to form a partnership with San Ant- or with uh, Houston on their rodeo, mm. and that rodeo will have about 2.5 million people go through the gates over a 20-day period, wow. and uh, the economic impact that they drive in Houston at the NRG Center there is about 500 million dollars. So. You know, we have these from very small events to these very large events, all culminating up to our championship. Um, but it really, its its foundation and where it came from really was from the ranching community. And as uh, many years ago when the cowboys needed to doctor animals, and even today, um, they would use these skills that they developed, uh, whether it was breaking horses, whether it was catching cattle out in the pastures, uh, those types of things uh, to really enable the ranching community and what they do. And then we jokingly say sometimes that it was late at night with uh, a guy, all the guys sharing a beer when somebody said, hold this beer for a second, I'm going to ride that bull over there. Uh, (laughs) That one is less from the ranching community, but just, you know, kind of the competitive nature of cowboys and people. Forgive me for a lot of these sort of very basic questions here, yeah. um, but I'm just really intrigued to learn more. Is there, is there with the Cowboys, you said there was 5,000 Cowboys on the 600 rodeos that are put on each year. Is there like a LeBron James of the rodeo circuit? Are, are there guys that sort of dominate their craft or is it a fairly even playing field in the sense of competition? No, they're in almost every event and it kind of goes in cycles, right? But you know, if you think about a Tiger Woods or a LeBron James or a Dale Earnhardt, you know, our, our most uh, current example of that would be Trevor Brazil. And Trevor is involved in the timed event side in uh, tie-down roping and in team roping. And Trevor has won, I believe it's 23 world championships. Wow. So he's been a cowboy for a long time and has had amazing success doing what he does and has really built that into a good business for himself and has been rewarded and blessed richly as a result of it. Talking to George Taylor here from the Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association on the podcast. George, were you a fan of the rodeo? I'm curious how you became the CEO (laughs) because in January of 2018, literally just, you know, earlier this year, you were named yeah. the CEO of the association. Where does how does that come about, and does that come from a place where you were, you know, a rodeo guy as a kid? Yeah, exactly. You know, certainly, you know, I was always intrigued by rodeo, but to call myself a rodeo guy would have been a, an exaggeration <laughs> um, by on on every count. Uh, I had a good friend of mine call me uh, after the job was announced. He said, George, all that bull riding finally paid off. And, uh, you know, I've never participated in a rodeo, had never really been around it. And when the headhunter had initially called me, I said to her, I said, listen, you need to understand that I've only uh, only been to two rodeos in my life. And uh, at the time, I think neither one of those were sanctioned by our sanctioning organization. So, um, 
And I said, but I'm a business guy. So my career, I, I had kind of a different career. I graduated from university with a computer science degree and went to uh, what was the Google of our time for sure. Uh, at the time I graduated, I started with IBM and was with them for a number of years. And then uh, I was the client executive for IBM for Caterpillar and their global business and had an opportunity to join Caterpillar and uh my last position that I had there as an officer of a Fortune 50 company was their chief marketing officer. So, um, you know, I, I retired last summer and kind of wondered what we were going to be doing. And uh, we read a book together, my wife and I did, uh, as part of my responsibility at Caterpillar, I had responsibility for all their sports and entertainment work. And I really grew to love that and be energized around it and and, uh, you know, as we read this book, it's, uh, it was written by Bob Bodine, who is a, is a headhunter in sports and entertainment. It's called The Power of Who. You already know everybody you need to know. And there was one statement in there that was really powerful. It said, make sure you do something you love with people you love in a place you love. Hmm. And, you know, that really, my wife and I said, you know, wouldn't we love to do something and in uh, sports and entertainment. And then lo and behold, I think it was 30 days within 30 days, I got this phone call about this role here and, uh, we started pursuing it and ended up in January in the seat full time. And it has been, uh, amazing, quite frankly. That's awesome. We're going to listen to a few more stories from the rodeo in a minute, but this is a faith in sports podcast. So I got to ask you about your faith in Christ and where that took shape for you. Kind of tell us your testimony a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I was really fortunate in that while uh, my family uh, wasn't, they weren't all Christians, we certainly were sensitive to church and growing up in the Midwest, you know, we attended church regularly, um, you know, and that and that was a great foundation. And I met many people that had an impact uh, in my life that, you know, stayed engaged in my life as I went, went through it. Uh, my Sunday school teacher, uh, Roy Getz was an amazing guy and, and Roy always wanted to know how we were doing and stayed in touch with us. But, you know, as we go through our lives, sometimes we have challenges, you know, we make bad decisions. I certainly made some when I was growing up in high school, uh, our family was struggling a little bit, you know, uh, just in the struggles that many families have in this uh, day and age. And it made me just kind of question a lot of stuff. And uh, I actually met a young lady at my high school uh, who I noticed their family was really different. And uh, what was different about it was how they lived out their faith. And, uh, from my perspective, that was kind of the beginning when I made a decision to say, hey, uh, trying to do this on my own and watching how that works in life uh, for people and, and the people I really admired, uh, you know, their relationship with God was kind of central uh, in their own life. And at that time, prayed, you know, that God would forgive me of those things that I had done and and just walk with me on a daily basis uh, to to make my life be a better reflection of Him, and that that was really kind of where it began. And you know, I've been 
trying to get better ever since then. So it's, you know, it's a very high standard, but wow, what a great uh, way to live a life and, and feel as if you always have uh, a hope, right. That Mm kind of transcends everything we do. Absolutely. How do you incorporate that faith now into your role today, your current role with the Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association? How does faith play a part of what you do for a living as your job? Yeah, you know, um, it's and and if I if I talk about it broadly, you know, because for two thirds of my career, I wasn't in rodeo. um, It was always about living it and being real. And, you know, People see you in every way, shape, and form at your job. And, you know, for me, when I was working for a public company, it was about, you know, sharing truths without being overbearing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great verse that I always used uh, as we were um, thinking about strategy and thinking about purpose within an organization and uh, I should be able to tell you the reference. I can't off the top of my head, but it's without a vision, the people perish. Mm. And, you know, isn't that what we all need? And isn't it just a truth that we all need to have a purpose, right? And we need to have a vision. And so I, I would use that, you know, uh, as I talked about strategy with my organizations, and, uh, you know, you got a variety of different feedback. Some people really appreciated that you shared that and the fact that it came from a Bible, you didn't make it up and other people were critical of it. Hmm. Um, as it relates to rodeo specifically, you know, uh, one of the great things about rodeo, quite frankly, is, uh, is, is the fact that faith is an important part of rodeo. You know, there's a prayer uh, before almost every rodeo. I I suspect all of them, but, you know, certainly all the ones I've been at. Um, It's really uh, a cool part of this role uh, to see it come out, you know, um, and and hear the guys talk about it. George, I talk to a lot of athletes, uh, baseball, football, basketball. They have these sort of chapel services provided to them. NBA players have one before every game. Football players every Sunday or Saturday night. Same with baseball. Does the rodeo, pro rodeo, Cowboys Association, or just the rodeos that are put on in general have chapel services before events? Is there an opportunity for these Cowboys to be sort of fed in their faith, maybe a Bible study of sorts? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's uh, there's been a variety of different ones, but, you know, there is what's called Cowboy Church. And, you know, if you get down into Texas, I didn't realize this, uh, you know, there are actually Cowboy Churches. It's like a denomination, hmm. uh, but what you can do on a Sunday morning before the rodeo starts, uh, you can go as an athlete to Cowboy Church. And, you know, it's really for any of the attendees uh, that might be at the rodeo as well. So frequently my wife and I would, uh, go to one of those services as well and worship with the Cowboys. It's, uh, it's really a cool thing, actually. That's awesome. Let's close it with this, George. It's been great talking to you and, uh, just having a lot of fun learning about the rodeo. Can you just share with us a fun story, whether it's faith related or even just something fun that our audience would enjoy that you've experienced in your first year? seeing a rodeo, being a part of the rodeo association, the rodeo Cowboys association, just share a fun story with us. 
Yeah, you know, I I think, you know, it's the way the Cowboys are wired is <laughs> and and I'll talk about that a little bit more and and this is less faith related, but all the guys are, you know, not all of them, but most of the guys are, you know, very sensitive to faith if they're not very active in their faith. Um, but this just typifies the competition of a cowboy. You could be at the world finals and you could be going through your events. And let's say there's two guys left and the second to last guy does his run and has a phenomenal time. And he gets done with that event and he's in the lead now. And there's one guy left to go. If that one guy's horse pulls up lane and he needs to borrow a horse, that cowboy who just went would lend him his horse in order to compete. Hmm. And I think it just says something about the fabric of these guys. And it's really what I've grown to respect for them and how they cheer for each other, how they support each other while they're still competing against each other. So for me, that's been a huge thing. But on the faith front, if I have one second left here, of course. you know, we had uh, one of our riders, uh, J.R. Vazine, who is a bareback rider. And J.R. on September 22nd had a really tough accident. Um, a horse came over backwards on him when he was competing, and he hasn't been able to walk since that happened. But watching Jr. live his faith and depend on God and uh, really just kind of keep his spirits up as he's going through rehabilitation and and counting on God to help him be able to walk again has been absolutely powerful. And, you know, those kinds of things can really be motivating for us. You know, sometimes our small problems get in the way of us living our faith. But Jr. has really demonstrated and walked that in a very unique way, and uh, we'd appreciate uh, everybody's prayers for Jr. as he as he goes through uh, his rehabilitation and and learns to walk again. Absolutely, we'll definitely be praying for him. It's interesting. I always think about it says more about our faith when we face trials than when things are going all great and wonderful, right? I mean, we can always say <laughs> God is good when when we yeah. are living that life, but then when things get bad, that's what really tests our character. Have you seen that in the rodeo circuit, not just with Jr., but maybe even maybe in your own personal life that it's through the tough times that we're really built up in our faith. Yeah, isn't it really, you know, it's it's really as I've grown older, you know, really learning to live and and uh live my life around Romans 8:28, which is and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and those who have been called according to his purpose. And I think, you know, that us being able to really lay into that when we need it most and be confident that it will uh, it will all work out uh, has been one of the most exciting things uh, for me personally. You know whether it was about when I when I stopped doing my job that I had before I had no idea, but I really leaned on that verse and God really, uh, in my case in that particular time, blessed it richly. You know we're really thankful that that um, you know where we ended up in this whole journey. And uh, I just encourage us all to kind of remember that every day. We're, 
we're living beyond this world and you know we got a god who cares for us so it's it's an exciting opportunity for us all he is george taylor the ceo of the professional rodeo cowboys association george where can people find out more about the the rodeo events that might be coming into their area i know you said the championship is going to be in december in las vegas is there a website people can go to to check it all out yeah we're we're on prorodeo.com as uh as you might guess but that's that's where our uh, major fan uh interaction comes from we also have a presence on twitter and instagram uh, if you want to know more about it, that uh, gives people a lot more insight to the sport. Great. ProRodeo.com. George, it's been great catching up with you and getting to know you and certainly learning more about the rodeo. I really appreciate you joining us and hopefully we'll maybe we'll meet up someday in person and uh, get to shake your hand. So thanks again for yeah. coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate the opportunity. Really good stuff, right? George Taylor bringing it from the Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association. Just appreciate George. And that went that went way better than I could have ever expected. I learned a lot about the rodeo. Looks like they got some great things going on there. And George, just a classy guy, first-class guy. Um, he lives in Colorado, Colorado Springs, and I'm looking forward to getting out there uh, at the home base of Sports Spectrum in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and hopefully getting to meet him and shake his hand. Great guy. And Let's all make sure we're praying for JR and keeping him in prayer with that accident that George mentioned towards the end of the podcast that he had as he rehabilitates and hopefully someday gets his uh, gets the ability to go back and be a part of the rodeo. Uh, we'll be playing for JR uh, for sure. And thanks to George Taylor for joining us here on the podcast. You can find out, again, more about the Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association over at ProRodeo.com. Check it out, ProRodeo.com. They're all over the country. Uh, so it might be kind of fun to go to a rodeo. Maybe you run into George and tell him you heard this interview on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. So thanks to George for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. We value you. We are so grateful that you took the time to spend 30 minutes or so with us and listening to this interview. It means a lot. And uh, listen, our goal here is to, is to share the stories of sports and faith, to point people back to Christ, to glorify God through the stories of the people on the intersection of sports and faith. And so without you listening uh, and telling others, you know, it's great. We're, we're going to tell these stories either way, but you help make this podcast be uh, what it is. And it's been over 450,000 of you have downloaded this podcast. And that's just an amazing, uh, just an amazing testimony, I guess, to what God can do uh, when you say yes to his plan. And so what we'll ask you to do right now is quite simple. Just be praying, you know, be praying for JR, be praying for the Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association, pray for Sports Spectrum, pray for our ministry. Uh, we are a media ministry, so it's kind of a weird kind of, I guess, a dynamic of being in the media, but also being in ministry. So pray for us, you know, keep us in prayer. Let us, um, uh, let us be in your prayer list if, if that's something that you're willing to do, uh, just that God would continue to be glorified. Um, we just want to tell these stories and let people know about them, and um, and that's it. So please pray for us. Uh, keep us in your prayers. And as always, if you want to reach us, you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sports underscore spectrum. You can like us, follow us, do all those great things. And you can also reach me directly on email, jason at sportspectrum.com. And of course, we'll mention again, like we did in the beginning of the episode, Subscribe to the Sports Spectrum magazine, $18 for an entire year. It's an incredible deal. 
and it's going on right now at sportspectrum.com. Just click that subscribe button and get that magazine. I promise you, you will love the magazine. You really will. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time on a new episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast.